Pausing just inside the doors of Raleigh-Durham International Airport, a flash of red, a glimpse of something pretty, snagged Davis's attention from his peripheral vision as he studied the text message from Missy. He almost didn't drag his gaze from his cell, but something tugged at him hard. So he glanced up and turned his head to the left, following the red blur. There she was, her back to him, rolling a large suitcase out the door. Red! She didn't stop. Red! He called again, feeling a little desperate and somewhat foolish as he started after her. It might not be her. He had a damn plane to catch. She hadn't contacted him. All of this went through Davis's mind, and still his feet picked up the pace, breaking into a jog, compelled to follow her out the door and over to the pickup lane. Red! He called one more time, before he was within an arm's length. He said it again, softly this time, as he reached out and touched her shoulder, knowing without even seeing her face that it was red. She turned her head and gave him a blank stare. Davis's heart did a flip as he looked beyond the thick rows of eyelashes into smoky green eyes, into the eyes of the incredible woman who'd given him so much. The edges of his lips tipped, then parted into a full-blown smile. It's Pink's, he told her, lifting a hand to cover the left side of his face. Pink's, she gasped, startled, the bag hanging from her shoulder dropping to the ground. She reached up tentatively to touch that portion of his face. Her gaze followed her manicured fingers, both caressing him gently as if he were still hurt. Red, he breathed, blown away by her presence, his heart so full, wanting to ask her so much, but all he managed to get out was, I thought I'd never see you again. I'm home for Christmas, she said, looking a little dazed. Her eyes carefully studied the details of his face. In Raleigh? he asked. She just nodded, distracted by his face. You're all better, she breathed. Handsome, she said, her eyes finally landing on his. He grinned. God, she made him feel tall, real tall. He took a step in, cutting the space between them two inches. You didn't call me. She bit her lip, tilted her face up and grinned right at him, shaking her head. Why? he asked. She shrugged, still grinning, looking happy, looking very happy to see him. How about I call you this time? he suggested. How about you meet me at the Charlie Horse Friday night? she countered. Sorrow swamped him. I'm heading north, Christmas with my grandparents. Oh, she said, obviously disappointed. Her eyelashes fluttered. Your number? he asked, pulling his phone from his pocket. He held it up, wiggling it at her. She leaned her pretty head toward her shoulder, her massive red braid swinging forward. Pinks wanted to grab a hold of it and pull her to him. When she stood there, hesitating, he thought, What the hell? and followed his instincts. He tucked his phone in the pocket of his overcoat, wrapped her braid around his fist twice, and pulled her to him, taking charge. His lips landed on hers, his other hand snaked around her waist, and he kissed her like he remembered every minute of their night together, which he did, and wanted to remind her of just who she was trying to play coy with. Not gonna fly, his mouth conveyed, as he felt her arms wrap around his neck, 
felt her lips open under his, and felt her sigh, her body leaning into his. Damn right. Then Pink's forgot where they were and that he had to catch a plane. He forgot his name, what day it was, and why there was a lot of chaotic noise surrounding them. The only thing he remembered was Red. How sweet she was, how playful, how hot, damn hot, and how naked they'd been together, all night long. Your number, he insisted between kisses. This is too right, too right to let you walk out on me again. I'm only here for a week, she said, kissing him back. This time, he countered, continuing to kiss her while they bantered. I want to make sure there's a next time.